What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? I guess we can get recording if we find something that we can say on this bloody podcast. Yes. And I'm adding an accent, and I'm going to be inconsistent like one of the actors in this movie. Uh, <laughs> okay, actually, now I know the lower the recording a little bit. Welcome back to The Wage of Some Cinema. Yes, we're already back after being uh, giving you a podcast just with Tenet the other day. So... Yay! Um, and with me this time is a old favorite who has not been on the podcast for a long time. And of course, we'll talk about, you know, the obvious why of that. But Matt, guest star, Matt Catania. Howdy, folks. Yes, you're waving so that they can see you. Oh, right, right. There's nobody <laughs> yeah, but um, you, you're, I'm so glad that you came with me to... Uh, to go see this movie and we I think we've been anticipating seeing this for a while and we were almost going to see it back in April which was what like the sixth time this has been pushed back <laughs> 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 but no we we went to a, a, a movie theater and saw the new mutants um, it's a real movie that exists not a hoax no did you think it was a hoax at some point <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were going to release this event just on the streaming on Disney Plus but I guess they were really holding out for that uh, you know because I guess they needed that money that was so badly contractual uh, obligations yeah I guess so I mean it like, this movie has been in the works for so long that, you know, like, Stan Lee is still credited as an executive producer. Um, and, uh, the eventual result, I would say it's, it's okay. It was <laughs> That's my reaction. It's okay. It's not, it's not the worst X-Men movie that I've seen, and I'm only missing one that I haven't seen, because... I'm still avoiding Dark Phoenix because, I don't know, I'm never in the mood to just sit down and watch Dark Phoenix. You don't hate yourself enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't say that about yourself, Matt. <laughs> I suffered so you didn't have to. But yeah, so, I mean, this ultimately, I mean, uh, it was okay. You know, it, it has its moments here and there, and a couple of noteworthy performances, but and I and I there are things about there are things conceptually that I appreciate, but ultimately it's 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 just it kind of arrives kind of like just a whimper instead of like a you know bang, you know it's it's not it's, it's just not as engaging as I was hoping for. I don't know if that's kind of similar maybe to your reactions or you thought. You had something different in mind? Uh, I had very low expectations of this movie. Okay. And it actually managed to exceed those expectations. And I was kind of surprised because I was okay. like, all geared up to hate it. And I said, oh, actually, there are some good parts about it. But like you said, overall, it's still not a great movie by its own merits. No, no. And I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't going in with the lowest of expectations. But I wasn't going in thinking it was going to be great either. I thought... 
if it can, you know, do something a little different than what we've seen before, um, then that might be, you know, at least somewhat of a success to to kind of market for it. And, you know, and we'll get into, you know, the, the source that this comes from, because uh, I'm I'm not aware of the, the new mutants uh, comic book line like you are. And I'll, well, you know, I, so I went into this just as a movie and um and before we get in actually even in the movie we can talk briefly about our uh, theatrical experience because it was uh just like you know i had uh, with tenant this uh nothing too you know crazy to report it was uh perfectly a functional theater yeah it looked like they took sufficient precautions and it was nothing traumatic nobody having coughing gagging sneezing no it, movie. well i think i think maybe i don't know about you but i think the the kind of scariest thing to think about is just uh like because i keep thinking about the scene from outbreak where there's a scene outbreak where the like you're in a movie theater and you see like a character who has like the outbreak virus like Start, like starts coughing and you like the camera actually pulls back to see like the virus or whatever like spreading into the movie theater and like I think I've avoided outbreak just because of that scene like rewatching it but um yeah it was a clean theater uh you know very clean everyone had masks the, the employees had like those big like you know surgical like the, the big plastic masks that cover your entire face and uh they were blocking out seats so that nobody was sitting on top of one another. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty careful about that. I mean, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I wonder how they would enforce, I guess they would enforce that, though, if, like, somebody sat close, like, changed their seat. Like, I guess someone could get up and, like, tell someone, like, this person's sitting next to me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, again, that's, that was all well and good. So under the movie itself, to just like if in case you're wondering what these new mutants are are all up to, um, again, even though this is part of the X Men sort of franchise or what was it? Because <laughs> this is kind of like the you know the the epilogue. What was although it was originally I think supposed to be the start of a new series. <laughs> um, uh, it's it there are, there aren't any of the characters in this that you've seen in the other movies. Oh no no there are. Are there? Yes, there are. Well, I, get, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, because I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Really? Yeah, there was. Like, um, more than one? Or? Just, no, just one. Okay. Really? Let me explain okay. now, I can explain now. Uh, yeah, you know what? Because I thought they were all new. Who, who was the... Wait, was it Alice Alice Braga? No. Okay. So was it... But, but it was one of the, the kids. It was one of the kids, yes. So who was in another X-Men movie before Sunspot this? Sunspot was in Days of Future Past. But was it it's the same actor? Played by a different actor. Oh well, that's. But was it was it was it supposed to be like the same age of the character? I mean, was it like a like a teenage kid? No, because X movie continuity is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, is the is Sunspot in like see, the Sunspot character? Um, and in this movie, by uh, Sunspot is played by Henry Zaga. So is he? In like the seventies, or is he like no, in the a, future? He's in the future. Okay. Well, in the, those future scenes, like who remembers most like the characters in that aside from Kitty Pride and uh, you know Magneto and Xavier? But all right, all right. 
That's uh, all right. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, that's just like in the comics. The continuity's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay now because we'll have just one quicksilver. Oh no, wait, they're both gone. <laughs> okay, but at any rate, ninety percent of the characters in this movie you have not seen before. Okay, so what happens is there's a character um, that kind of gets us into this world uh, played by Blue Hunt and uh, her name's Danielle Moonstar. Now, does she have like a superhero type name? I was forgetting. Sometimes she's called Mirage and sometimes she's called Psyche and she's got like a... I don't think she was really called that. I no, thought she I was mean, just... I mean in the comics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I thought she was... Why not? Yeah, it would seem to make sense to just call her Moonstar. Yeah, but that's like also her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want that. Like, you can't just call him the last name, but... Um, but all right, Psyche, or so she has different names. Yeah, she's Mirage. There's, I'm trying to see. She has another name when she's undercover with the MLF, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh but, my god! Um, all right. I so know. anyway, she at the start of the movie, um, there, there's, there's a big like gigantic fire or kind of fire tornado or some type of thing that's destroying all sorts of stuff that also like kills her father, and she suddenly wakes up and she's in you know, the, the kind of equivalent of this world of, like, a poorly run mental hospital um, that, for some reason, only has one doctor, and that's a point I'm going to want to talk about. Budget but, cuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's make that... Let's go with that excuse. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's Alice Braga who plays Dr. Uh, uh, Reyes, and she is uh, in charge at this facility where, you know, trying to keep supposedly these like you know uh, teen teenagers who are just starting to bloom into their powers um some of these include um uh, uh macy williams and anna taylor joy uh they're probably the two most notable actors in the movie who uh uh and, and uh, macy williams plays a character named wolfsbane uh and Ma anna taylor joy is magic she yeah. is magic that's what she said in the movie. She does, yeah. Actually, it's true. Yeah, she does say that, so that is helpful. Yep. And then there are also two other uh, uh, guy characters. Uh, again, uh, we mentioned the Sunspot and Zaga, and then Charlie Heaton rounds out the group as uh, Cannonball? Yep. I don't think he... Does he call himself Cannonball in the movie? No, but uh, Maisie Williams says he blasts off like a cannonball at one point. Ah. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, he—he he, oh god, him in this movie. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that. But what we're what then you establish is, you know, what you've seen in like a number of like any kind of given movies where you have a group of characters inside of, you know, the you know equivalent of a mental hospital, even though it's not supposed or like a psych ward. You know, like you know, to you know, she immediately Moonstar. You know, she she kind of connects with. Uh, um, Wolf Spain. Her name's really uh, Rain Sinclair. That's her like given name. And then of course Anna Taylor Joy is just being like a total bitch, you know, because you need that. I guess you know you need to have some type of inner conflict with the group and you know teenagers, so it makes sense. Uh, but then you know very quickly it becomes clear like weird shit is happening and all sorts of demonic forces begin appearing 
to our various characters and they feel like something is really up and you know are they you know are demons coming into this place is does it have something to do with moonstar and that's kind of the general thrust of this movie uh if, you know if, if you can grasp onto that and i think the first thing i want to say is that my one expectation going into this because i I have seen the trailer like a couple of times and but again it's been a while because of how much it's been pushed back like, like do you remember when the first trailer even came out for this was it like two years ago I think it was 2017-ish I want to oh say oh my god yeah wow that one I will say like to me like I if I actually didn't know too much about the production history I mean Maisie Williams and Taylor Joy like I think they've probably aged pretty you know, not too bad seamlessly over, you know, a few years. So it looks okay. But, like, I think if I had an expectation, it was, all right, maybe this will be, like, X-Men meets um, Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. You know, where you have, like, a group of, you know, people in this one facility and horrific shit is coming at them. And you do get that in this movie, but I... I think it, a, you know, it, the once you kind of see what tricks that the movie has to throw at you, it, I feel like it kind of wear, wears out kind of fast. And the other thing is, I just wish, I think, like, if you have such a small cast like this, they all better be really, really, really good. And this movie has two really good actors and the rest are just like varying degrees of okay to like bland. I don't know, is that fair? Um, yeah, it's fair. I mean, the, the sad thing about that is even though that's true that they could have had stronger cast is that you still get better characterization for everybody than you do in a regular X-Men movie. I like, see, I don't know. It depends on the X-Men movie. But I mean, like the ones that are just like actually labeled X-Men because you get like Xavier and Wolverine, and then everybody else is just sort of like an amorphous blob that stands I, behind them. I don't know, I, not necessarily. I think it, certain, depending on the movie, you can get good char characterization. Like you know, first class, you get Magneto and yeah, and uh, like you know, Raven. Magneto is the only character that they really care about consistently. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. I would disagree about that to a point, uh, but I'm just talking about within this movie. Like, you know, Blue Hunts, like, she's, you know, she seems like a decent enough, like, you know, presence, but, like, I just, I wish she was bringing something a little more than, like, her kind of one note of, I'm, I'm kind of nervous and a little bit afraid and, you know, and I, I hope, like, you, Macy Williams, you can help me, like, integrate a little bit, but, like, it's, it just feels like she's... She I could I could use an actor with a little bit more personality. She, and she didn't need to be like that huge, but just something else. She's missing like the determination of Moonstar from the comics. Okay, yeah. so so in de so in the comics, she's like a little bit more of a tough personality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, that that's the kind of thing I mean. I mean, because there is basically there's no there doesn't seem to be like enough character behind her even though she's like the pivotal character for the thing there's just like i used to live on a reservation that was destroyed and that's that's my entire thing like there's nothing else to me as a person but yeah. i think they could have worked some more shading in to make her feel realer yeah and it's like her the only and like the one thing they give her is you know my dad is dead <laughs> you know and um 
Oh, and, and Corey, because you're in the room, uh, I thought I'd mention that uh, her dad is played by Adam Beach. Oh, God, is he terrible? <laughs> he's, he was barely in the movie, but, That's you know. That's the only way you should experience Adam Beach. He's <laughs> in the movie. He has literally, like, two short scenes, and in one of them, he's, like, a afterlife ghost. And, you know, he's, he's as, you know... Uh, vanilla as you remember him. You can't act. <laughs> I, you know, frankly, I, he's not, I, I wouldn't rank him as the least, like, personable person in this movie. I'm especially bitter about it because he had, he had roles on two of my favorite TV shows, so I've been yeah. forced to watch a lot of Yeah. Oh, speaking of TV shows, for some reason, they crib in two scenes where characters are watching Buffy. Which episode? Hush. Wow, you recognize Hush? Well, Hush yeah. is very distinct. Was that where they were fighting, like, the, the creatures? Yeah. Yeah, and then they had a scene where they show, um, uh, Willow, Allison and Hanny, Willow and Tara about to kiss, and that actually, in a way, that's actually thematically yes. connected with the movie. Although... That is the one thing there, though, is I watch that and think I could be home watching Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, again, so she's, so, Blue Hunt, okay, so she's okay, but not, you know, needs to, not quite on the level of what Macy Williams or especially Anna Taylor-Joy are bringing. And then the other two guys, they're just, like, such wallpaper to me. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, I'm wondering, um, when do we bring up the whitewashing? Is that oh. spoiler zone or is that now? Well, wait. So when you say whitewashing, do you mean that they cast like actors who were not like they were different races in the comics? Yes. Okay, because I, well, I didn't I didn't realize. Now Blue Hunt though is she? She's not Native American. I mean, as far as I know about her, she is Native American, but I'd have to check. I'm really talking about Sunspot and Cecilia Reyes. Okay, so in the comics, what are they like? Uh, oh, Cecilia Reyes. Well, wait, what, what's wrong with Cecilia Reyes? She's, Alice Braga seems fine for that. No, because Cecilia Reyes is uh, black. Or, oh, she's, she's, what? She's, she's, she's black Latino. And also, okay. Sunspot is also a oh, black Latino, too. But, I mean, he's huh. mixed race. But the point is that Sunspot... Yeah, uh, yeah Sunspot is not black. No. <laughs> no. He's very... He's, like, a character that's walked in off of, like... And you'll appreciate this, Corey. Um, uh, the, the, the Dixie Show. <laughs> Whatever that fucking thing's called. What is that called? The Heart of Dixie? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're supposed to be, like, at least, like, mixed race, at least. Because, like, I mean, Sunspot huh. is definitely, he's got a black dad and a white mom. Oh. And he's, yeah, he's not mm. supposed to pass as white in any country. And it's really <laughs> upsetting, too, because, like, you know, he was, like, really, like, a mold-breaking character because he's, like, a rich black kid. Yeah. And then it's and then the director's comments on it are so racist. Like, he was being like, oh, it doesn't matter. And he's like, but he's, oh, he phrased it in such, like, a really? horrible, tone-deaf way. But and, that, and that seems so weird because he did clearly get the the lead actor pretty much right. So why, like, change the races for these other characters? I know, because, like, he was... 
I don't know if you say like, oh, well, it seems so easy to just cast like, you know, there, there's no lack of black actors to, that you could cast in that part. Yeah, because he like stopped at Brazilian. He's like, okay, we've got somebody from Brazil and that's it. We don't have to actually cast a, a black Brazilian. We just get a white Brazilian and that's fine. And then it's like, no, that's not fine. Yeah. And frankly, you know, Alice Braga is okay in this, but like I, even putting the race aside, like I could have used someone who also communicated just a little bit more something else too to the part, like because she's you know she's like of the primary threat here because for some reason she's the only doctor at this facility, which I I never got that like just in the movie sense like you have these five kids in this one place that very easily seem like they could just combust and like bust out and yet you're gonna trust them all to this one character who you know maybe she has enough powers to control them but maybe not maybe you should have like even just like an assistant or something <laughs> have someone she could play off of you know have like a fucking Igor or something like that <laughs> it's like that's like this movie feels very like as you said, like, they ran out of money. Like, they're very bare bones. There are, like, six people living at this place. Where do they get their food? <laughs> they're all just, like, doing Postmates, I guess. Um, yeah, that is a pro And that's so weird, because, again, I thought this director, like, this was kind of like a passion project for him. Yeah, I'd, like, I, it's, like, so weird, too. Like, he, I thought, yeah, he was the one that, like... Again, my, the director of this is this guy, Josh Boone, who's, like, his most famous credit before this was Fault in Our Stars. And now, before we go forward with talking more about stuff with the movie, so what I heard just uh, yesterday about this movie is that after all of the kind of back and forth that happened with this production that they were about to put it out, but then they pulled it back because they wanted to make it like more superhero related, but and then they were gonna do reshoots, but then they stopped and then they're gonna make it more of a horror movie and back and forth. That supposedly this is actually the original version of the movie? Yeah, they didn't do the reshoots they were talking about. Oh they never did They them. never did the reshoots. Oh so this has just been sitting on a shelf because like corporation stuff. Yes. Oh. Alright. It's okay. Yeah, because watching the movie, it's like I never felt like you know, I never had that fan stick moment where I could tell, like, oh, this is not matching up. <laughs> you have a different fucking wig there, lady. Um, no, it felt pretty consistent. Um, but, but again, I just, I think I wish that there was just a little bit more of, like, some type of originality to some of the execution of it is... Is what I'm getting at because I feel like it. If you're again, if you're gonna have the, I keep saying this again, but if you're gonna have this number of of characters, really make make them pop. I mean, like you know, we can complain about a lot of stuff with the X Men movies, but a lot of the actors in those films, I think, brought a lot of personality and emotion to those to those characters. Whether the writing let them down or not, like they felt really like there in front of you and like as i said like ha like when almost half your cast like is just not really bringing it like you know again like putting race aside henry zaga is just not 
that memorable in this movie. Yeah, it was really crazy because like the director said like, oh, like he was the only kid, one who brought like the rich boy energy and like. How? <laughs> like, oh. What? Yeah, I, like rich he, like what like Christian Bale? Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like that. This is apparently the best guy for the job I could oh. find. Like. I'm like, how do you, no. like, if you're gonna say that, you better give me, like, someone freaking amazing who's gonna make me, like, just be cool with it, but instead he's just like, yeah, he's, he's there? I mean, like... Yeah, and, like, it, yeah, he's there, and also, and Charlie Heaton, who, uh, you know, again, he, and he's playing Cannonball, um, I wonder, like, he, so, yeah, he's, his accent kind of goes in and out a lot, doesn't it? So is, that, is he like supposed to be like a southern redneck in the book comic books? Yeah. Okay. But um. Now here's a question, Matt. Yeah. Could they have now in the comics? Uh, this might be an obvious question. Could they have had more characters? Yes, they could have had a lot more characters. <laughs> in fact. Yeah. So why is it only these five? I don't know. But anyhow, they actually want to bring in more characters for the reshoots. But I was thinking, how are they going to do that? Because he was saying, oh, at one point the plan was to get uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in to play Warlock. And that what? would not fit with what they were going with story-wise at all. Yeah, that, like, now I'm just picturing, like, how they crowbarred in the Flash into Batman v Superman, where, like... Do they do it by a character having a dream where a character comes in or something? I, oh, I have a... Uh, here's a weird casting thing, though, that I don't know if you know this. The voice of Smile Man? Yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember him talking or saying anything notable. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about, like, you know, the whitewashing is a problem. Like, Marilyn Manson has not someone who has a good reputation anymore. He has a lot of, like, you know, sexual allegation stuff against him now. But maybe he didn't when this was made. I don't know. Um, but, like, the one thing in the movie that does... I do want to... I, I keep talking about, like, it's dull and all that. I do want to say, again, I, I do think that there is something to the relationship between Moonstar and... Uh, and the Macy Williams character, like the Wolfsbane, because I do think that they, when the movie focuses on that, I think it, it does feel like it's working a little bit. Like, at least, like, they, those two actors are connecting a, a little, and it's nice to have, you know, even if it's just kind of like the first time type of, of thing where, you know, you know, gay relationship like that. And it just feels pretty natural, too. Like, it's not forced, it just is there. Yeah, that was good. Um, so I like that. And also, I want to give props to... Is it Anna Taylor-Joy or Anna Joy Taylor? Which is oh, Joy? it's, it's going to be confusing. Anna Taylor-Joy. Anna Taylor-Joy, she's great as magic. She yeah, she... the show. Like, I could... Like, she... She is definitely bringing a lot of, you know, just personality and spunk to this character. Like, she's... You know, she doesn't ha It's not like a, a very... It's not a character who necessarily has a ton of depth, except for in, like, one or two scenes, she does show some vulnerability and, you know, show, like, she is, like, someone who had, like, a lot of, like, these kids, she has, you know, a kind of tragic past involving, you know, you know <laughs> that there, there have been dead family members or... Uh, actually, no, wait, doesn't she say, like... I don't know if this is a minor spoiler, but doesn't she say, like, I killed, like, 18 people? Yep. <laughs> 
very specific number. I'm glad she remembers that. Yeah, what's cool about her, too, is she has, like, a very specific kind of power, like, when you see it, like, eventually unfold. Because, like, um, uh, with, you know, with, with Sunspot, you know, he, he, he gets on fire. You know, that's that's fine, but it's not, like, a power that is, you know, that original. You know, like, it seems like something that we've seen before. With her, like, she, her arm becomes, like, all metallic, and she basically can develop a, like, flaming sword. And she teleports. And she teleports into, like, another, like, universe that seems kind of vague, but it's kind of cool, and maybe they were setting that up for the sequels. Maybe. Um, and I, I can't even really fully talk, though, about Moonstar, like, that character, because she, like, it, that would almost get in the spoilers, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, yeah, so, like, yeah, it is, she's fun in the movie when she gets her time, but, but again, technically she's not, like, she's not quite the main character. Like, it's really, you know, it, it's down to Blue Hunt's character, and she's just... Again, I, I just wanted a little bit something more to help drive the movie forward a little bit. It's because it's really like, even though it's an ensemble movie, it's her story and it's just not that interesting ultimately. Like, but although in on paper, it could, it, it sounds like it, it has a lot of potential. This idea of what happens in this facility and what all of these demonic forces mean to these characters and that they have to again like face them and whether or not they'll get out it's just by the end of it it be you know it becomes kind of like just a big boss battle and you know without saying what the the boss is um it's a demon bear yeah yeah it's a demon bear okay we'll just get yeah it's a bear sometimes the you eat the bear and sometimes the bear sits on a shelf for a number of years <laughs> and pops out like like this and i do appreciate that you know it's not a movie about like having to save the world or anything like that it's just these characters got you know need to try to you know activate their powers and deal with that and and that that is also another interest a little interesting part of the movie that the fact that these kids are you know just starting to deal with you know they're that they have these powers and that they can't control them and or sometimes or sometimes they want them to come out and they can't come out um but of course sometimes they don't come out because the plot says they can't come out but um I, i i don't know i just I just wish, the, again, that the execution just had something extra to it. I will say that it does feel much more experimental and willing to go into weirder places than most X-Men films, because, like, um, we had two movies with the Dark Phoenix that are both botched Dark Phoenix saga, and they couldn't even really give us, like, you know, the big, iconic, flaming Phoenix force, like, that's around Jean Grey when she becomes Dark Phoenix, and it looks really cool, and you see it in all the comic stuff, and in the movies, completely, like, being a visual mm. medium, forget that. Whereas okay. this, they're just saying, like, oh yeah, we got a demon bear in it, you're gonna see a demon bear, it's gonna eat people, or crash through windows and stuff, oh. and you want magic? She's got a soul sword, and she teleports to Limbo! Yeah, of course they're gonna do that! Oh yeah, no, and, and that's fine, like that that stuff's fine like i just there are other parts of the movie that just again not knowing the potential in the comics just seeing it as like a movie 
I, I think part of it too is like because it was kind of marketed a little bit as like this is the horror movie X Men. This is where it's going to be really like kind of more scary and very like intense like that. It, it like for example like there's a um, almost like a version of like a big pale man with giant teeth. Who again? That's I think that's the one that's voiced by Marilyn Manson. Like that the first time you see that, I was kind of like oh. Oh, that's that's a little creepy, but then it's just like, well, instead of having other things, we'll just have a bunch of him like coming at the characters, and and you know that that's fine, but it it just could have been something like a little bit more varied, and uh, and yeah, no, the the, the demon, the, the the giant flaming demon bear that they can't defeat, it, it, that does provide some you know some some nice action, but. I think it's also because of how that action at the end is sort of staged too. It's like very dark looking and it's just not like it's, if we saw this in 3D it would have been kind of a nightmare. <laughs> um, so um, I guess what I, was, what I was about to ask though, so do you think though for the characters they put in the movie and even with the issues that happened with the casting, do you think though they did realize some of the potential from the comics? I think like like I said, magic is great. I would watch like just a whole movie about magic, but then the rest of them like said, Yeah, she she's a breakout yeah, character. Um the uh, And I even like Macy Williams just her performance because she's just like, you know, the terrific actor. Yeah. Macy's okay, but then like her werewolf forms are underwhelming. And they're Yeah. They are compared to the comics. Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah, the the one thing and the thing they give her is like you know, de- there is like a, a well, I guess we assume like a pedophile priest who like has like a like a Brands. Brands. That was the word I was looking for. And brands her. Um, I don't think he's a pedophile necessarily. He's just abused. Okay. Well, he just, he I, I just. And, you know, one thing leads to another sometimes in that, like, analogy. Um, but yeah, so again, I don't think, again, I don't think this is worse than Apocalypse, for example. I don't think it's the worst X Men movie. I think, and obviously, Origins Wolverine is much worse. Um, and again, I, I really do appreciate conceptually what they were going for here. Um, I just it it just could have done a l- like a few things more, like with the casting um, to to bring me in. And again, that might have been too that if they had had like a really strong person as like Sunspot, like that, like the to this movie's credit, like the women I think get more of the attention it's all it's more almost more of like a female driven x-men movie than many of the other ones have been and that's why i wish this was even better so it could be like standing up there with with the best x-men movies where would where would you rank this i'd rank this i mean is in the middle like low middle okay yeah me too exactly um like it doesn't have brow ridges Um, to call back to that famous uh, rant that you had. Wow, my famous rant. I, it's funny, at the time that we did that, I didn't even think anything of it. Just listening back to it, I laughed my ass off at how Andrew responded to it. Brow ridges, people. Brow ridges. Um, yeah, to this one's credit, there's nothing like that offensive as like the design of Apocalypse. Aside or, from the whitewashing. 
Well, that's yeah, now that you told me that, that makes me think of the movie a little bit less. That they again, there was no reason to not do that. I mean, they they it's not like this. This seems like this movie, even though it's an X Men movie, it looks like it has like more of a low budget than the other ones. Um, and so yeah, there's no excuse for that. And again, and see if if they had had like a, a like as you said, someone who brought the rich boy energy or something, whatever the fuck that means, and whatever. But he doesn't. Again, the the, the men in this movie are such like kind of lumps. Like they're you know like give me you know give me someone that you know can really spark. And yeah, you don't get that. It's um. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, so I don't know. Is, is there much else to really say about it before we get into some spoilers? Or um, no, I think we can get into some spoiler time now. Yeah, because it's also the other thing too about this movie. It's I feel like it's one of the shorter X Men movies. Like, it's only ninety minutes. Like, that's why if you did think that they're like someone that they did the studio did tinker with the movie, it it you know can if and that's maybe the least credit that it doesn't overstay its welcome, but. It, if it's really short so if you do go see it at least know like in the theater like you won't be there as long as you are for for tenant or something like you, you'll be in and out and you can go on with your day um so yeah so again my before i get into the spoilers just to wrap it up my, my final thoughts are this movie's passable it, it, it can get it can pass like a an afternoon for you if you're really you know ha- hankering for some comic book action and you know, some, some 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 moments where you know you do get something impressive, like with magic and her, you know, abilities and her, you know, and Anna Taylor Joy's just whole presence. She she's on par with like you know the kind of performance that we saw with like uh, like like Jennifer Lawrence or Famke Jansen in the X Men movies. Like she's that like good quality. But um, but yeah, any any final thoughts, Matt? Yeah, I mean it's like. I know it's not. I mean, it's better than I expected it to be, and so that's good in its favor. But like, it's not. <laughs> like, if you don't, if you're, if you're concerned about, like, go, so go in with rock bottom expectations, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not gonna set the world on fire or anything. So if you do have concerns about being out there in public, it's perfectly acceptable to wait till this comes out to like video it, it, and you don't have to rush to see it unless you've been dying to see it for years and you just can't wait anymore. <laughs> you don't know how much longer you have to live. It's okay, Matt. You you can now go on to the next world if you have to. <laughs> I mean I just wish I was risking my life for Wonder Woman eighty four or Black Widow instead. Well at some point you should be able to so that will be good when that happens and that should be hopefully before the end of the year so um so yeah so that's our general thoughts about it and now we'll get into spoilers in just a moment so if you don't want to hear those make sure to pause right here so those are the new recruits <laughs> looks like we got our hands full yes a spirited bunch but good kids Oh, I'm afraid it's going to be even more difficult this term to keep a lid on things and to maintain our anonymity. Not to mention our buildings. We're definitely going to need more instructors and maybe a couple of tanks. Stand by. Rescuers ready. I don't know if it was trying to be, like, intentionally confusing or not about the fact that, uh, um, uh, 
that you know Danielle like she like is she like is she creating these elements of fear for the characters or are they just demons and I don't think they handled that ambiguity that well like I, I kind of figured like no it, it probably is Danielle but I don't know maybe it's the demon maybe there are demons that are like that are already here like and then when finally they just come out and say like what's happening it's like oh okay so I don't know like that felt like a little bit like what what is the movie doing with that like maybe that should be a little bit more solid for me. okay um also gonna complain about the fact that they made Celia raise a bad person for like no reason because she's supposed to be a hero so that sort oh of really sucks. yeah okay yeah well that was the thing too with the movie like they it, it, they tried to make her for a while seem like you know she's maybe trying to you know, even though she's this doctor, she was the one. She was one of the things that was keeping me kind of engaged, like you know, emotionally with the movie. Like, okay, so she has these you know powerful mutants here. She do we, is she trying to protect them? Is she trying to do some maybe some experiments? You know, she's constantly monitoring Danielle and looking at like her. Uh, what was it called, like cyclo count, or that's Battlefield Earth, um, cyclic or something? Psionic energy. Psionic energy. Thank you. yeah. And and you wonder, like, okay, so who's you know, maybe she's trying to fight with her superiors about some some of this, and yeah, and then as you said, like when it eventually becomes like, no, no, she's bad. It's that's not very interesting. That's what also I think takes the movie down a little bit because you could have done a lot with her. Like she could have been a character who maybe she has a past with mutants that informs how she's dealing with these characters. That she has to be tough, but she really loves them, or, or something like that. And she could have had a redemption arc. She could have had a redemption arc. Exactly. Like if this had been. Maybe if this had been a TV series where, and again, I repeat myself, but maybe she had had an Igor or somebody with her that she could have played off of. The fact that she's this one person that, uh, what's it called? The Essex Corporation? Yep. So I, I'm assuming, yeah, so that's a, probably a big thing in the comics. Kind of. Well, I mean, really? well, here's the thing is that there is, there is no Essex Corp in the comics, really? but there is Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah, yeah, and didn't he get... Wasn't that hinted at at, at the end of one of the movies? Yes, it was hinted at at the end of X-Men Apocalypse. Right, yeah, yeah, which you, I think, at the time thought, like, well, that's kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it could have been cool. Like, so maybe Mr. Sinister should have made an appearance in this. There was a rumor that he was going to pop up in the after credits scene played by Antonio Banderas. Oh, but it was not present in the cut that we saw. Yeah, I have, I wonder if, like, this movie's kind of like a bastard child, isn't it? Like, they kind of, they shot it, and then they were maybe going to do more stuff with it, and then they realized, nah, you're just going out as is. We're not putting any more money into you. Cause, and not necessarily that that would have helped, but that could have been, like, a fun little moment. Like, yeah. for, like, you know, again, for, for people who, like that Mr. Sinister means a lot. Like, I don't know that character that well, but yeah, but again, it's just, that's why this feels so like small and, you know, small can be good, but, but it's also trying to be like a big, like studio horror movie. And it, it feels very empty in a lot of it. Like, and I, when I mean empty, I mean just in how they're using the space and, 
that you could have done more with that space itself, like that setting of the, like, you know, of that of that facility. It's it's that's why you know maybe have a moment where you cut to like somebody at the Essex Corporation. It doesn't even need to be at Mister Sinister, but just someone that like Alice Braga can play off of it isn't just these kids you know not just like a message on the screen saying time to terminate and yeah that's not that's not very interesting like if she makes a heel turn and also Alice Braga doesn't bring anything to that she's just like I'm gonna have to you know I had a dog I put down once when I was at bed and now I'm gonna put you down like now I think it's a really cool concept though that they show up and they they think they're going to be like recruited for the X-Men later on but it turns yeah. out that they're not. I think that's like a really cool twist oh. that they could have done. I just wish they would have done paper. it without yeah, with I wish they could have done that without like ruining Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Okay. Yeah. No, because and even just without knowing that she's a good person in, in the comics, like just within the movie itself, I don't feel like they treated her well enough. Like just within her, what she has to do in the movie. Like that's like, she could have been like, like maybe she could have had like a, like more of a real conversation with someone like one of the kids and confided more about herself. And, you know, maybe, and as you said, like she has a redemption arc where she starts bad. And then maybe at the end, she could have been, like helping the kids to fight like these like demons and fears and all that yeah but yeah instead it's no it's just we have to put down like the rabid dog type of uh type of thing which we've seen before in like in other stories like this um and uh and and yeah like it's uh i'm trying to think of uh like i think i said the there aren't necessarily that many major spoilers to the movie it's just the whole thing of no this this girl is causing all of the their their greatest fears to come out like somebody i think online i saw compared it to it which i think it it is also like the the first it i mean not the second one you know because now like because i'm talking about the new movies of of it the book um, like the first it, I think, kind of did this type of story a little better as far as, you know, you have to confront this fear that is coming at you. And it's almost like a real horror movie type of fear that's manifested. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know if I was being articulate in describing that. But. Now, I want to talk about something is that like a big theme of this movie is that all these mutants, when they manifested their powers, they ended up like killing people. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. that. I think on some level it really works in a like horror movie format to show you how dangerous mutants are. But then at the same time, I think it really undermines the mutants because it makes them feel like, oh yeah, mutants really are dangerous. So you, you know, really do have to lock them down and get them away that, from society. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I was, I think I was trying to articulate that, like why this movie is maybe trying to have it both ways and why that it doesn't work because. You know, the movie is kind of playing it safe with, you know, you know, you still have to have characters that you want to find likable, but at the same time, yeah, this idea, no, these mutants are unstable, they're killing people, you know, it's not even a question about, you know, Jean Grey where she goes bad, it's just, I'm a teenager with raging hormones and I'm going to go buck wild. That's why with the Danielle character, I thought if you really wanted to be challenging, what if, like, 
what if she did get killed off in the end? Even though, like, she's supposed... But the problem is, she's, like, made to be such a, you know, likable, like, innocent, you know, kind of foul. Like a deer foul, fawn, or whatever I was trying to say. A foul. A fawn. (laughs) 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 Wrong animal, Jack. Damn it. Um... this movie um no yeah like she seems but it, you know like she's not gonna get to the point where like they have to do something more tragic like that so that's why yeah it, they don't they kind of tease with the idea that yeah the, these mutants are bad but yeah they don't go there maybe maybe if they did a sequel maybe they could have really had more of that but like, you know because it's aimed at you know, younger audience, you maybe can't go... You can go dark, but not too dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, if this had been... Like, if they had maybe maybe gone, like, a full R-rated type movie, I don't know, maybe they could have allowed more complexities with um, how they're dealing with... You know, yeah, these kids have, you know, killed people, and we do need to control them, but then, you know, what's the ethics of that? Like... Like maybe this this scene could have used a scene maybe where this movie could use a scene where like one of the characters interacts with maybe one of their parents or family members and not just like the Adam Beach one, so that you could see what they were like outside of the of this place. Yeah, and I don't know maybe that was in the comics or not too. Like I'm sure these characters had like homes or families. Yes, yeah, so you can see their homes. I, I imagine they're like magic must have like interacted with other characters like that, right? Yes, like her brother, Colossus. Oh! How about, oh, she's the sister of Colossus. Yes, she is. See, they could have had him in the movie! <laughs> what the fuck, Fox? <laughs> you fucked up again! You, like, you have Colossus right there! Just have him, like... That's... God! Wow, that's so foolish! Oh, I'm disliking this movie more! This had so much wasted potential! But it finally got us Lockheed! Lockheed? Yeah, Lockheed. Okay. You know the dragon? Oh, 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 yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that, that paid off in kind of like a cute way. Yeah, because she like, she's like kind of talking with a dra- like a kind of puppet dragon for most of the movie, and then in the climax, the dragon becomes like real, yeah. and that's kind of a cool effect. I wish the dragon had been a little bit more. Me too. Um. So. But yeah, that's that was a great point, Matt. I'm glad you. Articulate that. And, uh, which and Cannonball's got lots of brothers and sisters, too. Yeah. So, again, that might have, if you, like, that could have been, like, another element to just add a little bit of pathos to, to, the, to the movie. Like, yeah. Outside of, like, just having these five in, together. And, um, and, and, if you get, and maybe if you have these five, maybe, like, maybe you could have made it longer and made it, like, develop them before you throw them into the, the horror movie thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I... You said you had a lot of questions for me, car, so I want you to hit me with some of those before No, well, now I'm trying to remember, like, just what the, what they might have been. I mean, well, um, I guess, like, so in... So is this a similar thing, though, with... Um, uh, what what's Moonstar's character like? One of her Mirage. names, Mirage. So in the so does Mirage, like do that to just like any character she comes into contact with, or does she need to be provoked? Um, well, I mean, she learns to to use it. So so she can like so in a way she's like an so she's like the X Men kind of equivalent of like Scarecrow. 
Yeah. Where she uses fear against people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, because like that's kind of her. She does ultimately have kind of an arc because she does you know tame the bear so to speak. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like there's stuff like so in but also in the comics does it deal with like this type of facility or nope. is it no nope. oh okay so this was this director's idea to set it like cuckoo's nest stuff yeah because they they won't let him use any of like the previously established ex people like xavier or storm but who 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 then show up in the new mutants well, in, in the comics? I mean, well, yeah, but they have all access to all the X-Men in the, the comics. Gotcha. Okay. He specifically wanted to use X, uh, Xavier and Storm, and the studio told him no. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that... So that's maybe why this movie has, like, a slight sense of feeling like it's cutting corners, because it did. <laughs> it, it kind of cut... It had to not include certain things, like... Like, cause just imagine again, you know, as flawed as this is, like with with how they treat her character. If if Reyes had like interacted with Xavier at one point, or did something like that, like I imagine that must have been, you know, she must be pretty pivotal involved with the X Men. Well, that I've heard that in the original script, um, Reyes was going to be Storm, and people said this makes no fucking sense. Have Storm <laughs> be like the bad person. What are you doing? You can't do this. No. Yeah, you're gonna make Storm go bad. Like you better, you gotta build up to that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so. so I think I don't know. I, I again, I don't have that much more to say about about the movie because it just kind of it, again, it didn't pissed me off. I never felt really angry watching it, and I, I did, and at times I was kind of like, oh, this would be nice if, you know, if I was like a, you know, a young, you know, gay, gay you know, teenager or something, like, have, seeing this relationship played out and just, you know, it's naturally laid out and, no, you know, no one's making a big thing about it. It just is, like, that's that's nice, and, oh, is, are they, that's, that's also in the comics, too? No. Oh, <laughs> well, the thing is that, like, so they so they added that, but they didn't have a black character. No, they didn't have two black characters. <laughs> to the two black characters, yeah. weird. Like, okay, I'm gonna have my gay representation, but I'm but <laughs> screw having my you know like color so to speak in the movie. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of subtextual things in the comics, but this has just made them like actually overt. Okay. Yeah. So, because clearly Josh Boone likes, uh, you know, the the stuff in Buffy with that. Yeah. And decided to like make it into this movie. Okay. Oh, that's that's so odd. That's so odd. But like, you know, because I was about to give a compliment, and it's not even in the comics. Uh, uh, so. so I don't know. So yeah, again, I would say that again, if you are really, really like an- anxious and desperate for like some, you know, escapism, I mean. Again, you, you, if you go see it at a cheap enough rate, you can. But again, probably in like two or three months, this will be on Disney Plus, or you can get it. It'll probably be out, I think, in time for like Christmas on Blu-ray, because I think Disney's gonna want to, you know, have it on shelves for that. So you could just wait for that instead. Like it's, it's a, it's what, it's a rental. It's a perfectly fine rental. Like I wouldn't, you know, again, I, I didn't leave this angry. I just wanted something more because of the potential that was there just as a moviegoer and fan of the series. Yeah, so that's, I, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
any any last things I didn't touch on? Like, I, I get if I had more questions, I might have just forgotten them at the moment. Like, see, there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about, which I'm probably gonna write about in my blog. Like, um, so I don't know how much I want to go off here and just like give you like a like a ten hour spiel about Leanna Rasputin or not. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a character that was supposed to be in this? No, she's or? in that. It's magic. Oh, so she. Oh, she's mad. So you're saying like things that they could have done with her but didn't, or well, I mean, did they? They they changed things, but they did it in a mostly interesting way. I think she was the character that they really put the most effort into making her work. But at the same time, it feels like there was. Uh, she's also the character where there's a lot of subtlety involved. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether the things that I picked up on were things that you also picked up on, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I picked up that like they, she did have like some of the more most depth to play in the movie, which is good because she's you know really fantastic actress. Um, although I wonder too if maybe they just allowed her to have. The, the sword she has because some exec thought like oh she has a lightsaber that's cool yeah. <laughs> there is okay because uh... no no you should maybe expound on it more okay. in the blog because I I know like and by the way everyone if you want to read guest star Matt Catania's blog where do you go to um mattbcatania.wordpress.com yes when you go to that like you like, what I like in your blog is you put so many links to things that it like it's like reading something with a ton of footnotes but all the footnotes are you know you know really fun and like super in depth and gets especially like black and better term nerdy <laughs> your picture captions are good too thank you someone appreciates them yes and um yeah so again if you if you have any other thoughts about the new mutants that you'd like to share um, you can, you can uh, email us at wagescinema at gmail.com and we're on Twitter and Facebook. You could yell at me, I guess, if you think I'm being too mean to this movie or not. I'm, you are not mean. No. Or again, who, uh, who saw the movie? I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, I don't, like when I talked about that, this is kind of being treated like a bastard child, you know, I feel like the studio put this out now almost as a way of saying, hey, we gave it theatrical release. It's not our fault if, you know, thousands of people are still dying each day that could otherwise be going to see this movie. It was the top movie of last weekend's box office. It did. The whopping 7 million. <laughs> I know. God, that 7 million. That would have been impressive, mate, in like 1993 if it opened number one with seven million uh yeah it did make more than unhinged you're right Corey. yeah unfortunately unhinged and well we could talk off mic about unhinged to you matt okay the power of that movie so i think we'll wrap things up for now and when we come back we'll you know have more obviously talk about movies i don't know if they'll be new or old next time um and it'll be a lot of fun to uh you know, see what will be probably the better blockbusters that get released before the end of the year if we get Black Widow and and Wonder Woman 2 and uh, I don't know what else they might release before the end of the year, but uh, that'll be be fun. So until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Guest Star Matt. And The Rage of Cinema is Bruce Barrett! Bear death. Bear death. The weights of cinema is bear death. (laughs) All right, good night. We can get out of this together.